Hey, everybody. Welcome to Episode 7 of Teaching Tales. I am Brent Coley, your host. And with me today, I am super thrilled to have the one, the only, Rushton Hurley joining us. Rushton, thanks so much for taking time out of your busy schedule. I, I am I am proud to be the one and only, and I understand that that's a function of my unusual name, but uh, <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> well, Rushton, when I when I started this the podcast, when I had the idea and it was formulating, you were one of the people that I wanted to have on because I have sent at conferences and back in 2010 uh, at the ICE conference in Illinois, I had the good fortune of getting to go to dinner with you and some other educators and uh, got to sit next to you. And I remember we talked about history, if I recall. Uh, our, our love, our love of history, and and what a great conversation! So, I thought when I was doing this podcast, boy, if 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 I could get Rushton to come on and join me, he's going to have some good stories to share. Because when you have keynoted and and your sessions that I've been to, you are a master storyteller. So, uh, thank you. I, I I have been looking forward to this conversation for a while. So. T- total, total honor to be here. I, I will say that if if I have some skills in the storytelling department, it comes from. Uh, Growing up listening to Baptist Preachers on Sundays and Steve Martin albums the rest of the week, I think. <laughs> well, those are, some good, those, are, those are some good storytellers there. Well, for somebody who may not know you, Rushton, uh, let our listeners know who are you, what, what have you been up to as far as education? Give them a little background. Sure, sure, sure. So um, I, I was a high school teacher of Japanese language, uh, left to become a principal, of, uh, of a K-12 school in Texas and then an online high school uh, and then started a little little shindig called Next Vista for Learning and nextvista.org, which uh, is, is designed to kind of highlight creative approaches to teaching and learning. Um, we get teachers and students from around the world to share videos with us on different things that might be encountered in school. And it's all free, uh, just, just a little save the world thing. But uh, as a function of telling people about that, I, I started speaking at conferences to, to explain to folks that it's actually much easier to make a video than they think. And while that didn't generate a ton of videos on the front end, it did get people coming up to me and saying, hey, could you come and speak at our school? Hey, could you come and speak at our conference? And, and so suddenly I'm a person being paid to speak, which sounds kind of, sounds a little laughable at some point, but uh, but but it allows me to run this little nonprofit that I've got, and so you know, as long as long as this uh, wave is out there to be ridden, I, I figure ride it. Ride it as long as you can. Absolutely. Well, um, yeah, that's that's fantastic. And you have recently, you just recently wrote a book, or maybe you wrote it a while ago, but it recently was published, called called Making Your School Something Special. About that book. It's um it it's it's an incredibly interesting experience uh, to to write a book. Uh, you know the I'll, I mean tons of us have books in us waiting to get out. It's a matter mm-hmm. of whether you know kind of the stars can align for the circumstances to to do it. And uh, the, the the longer story is a little tedious, but but it but it kind of comes down to um, by Holly Clark uh, of of EdTech Team Press about. Uh, uh, to write it, and I wrote it last summer. And when I sent off the first draft uh, to uh, to the editor, uh, you, you know, in 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 full in full honesty here, uh, you know, I, I there was a certain arrogance of you know, like, hey, I've been writing newsletters for years. I've been writing this other stuff for years. 
I, I grew up under the grammatical gun. My mother is a professor of literature and composition. <laughs> How much editing are these people really going to need to do? Well, so uh, th they did their job and sent me back the book, and every single paragraph was chock full of suggestions. Oh, and, wow. and I remember looking at it and going, "Oh my God!" Right? And <laughs> and but but. And I was like, no, that's not my voice or not what I meant. For every one time like that, there was 20 times where I was like, you know, that's a good suggestion. <laughs> that, yeah. that makes sense. And it turns out that these people who edit books, they are professionals who know what they're doing. What they're doing, yeah, yeah. So, you know, they, they would look at, at, you know, my three convoluted sentences and say, did, did you mean this? And I'd say, well, yeah, I did it. Okay, let's, let's write it that way. I, okay, you know. So, <laughs> so I, think, I think it's a book that has a lot of potential to help a lot of teachers and schools um, on uh, kind of three main things, which is uh, how, how do you make, you know, what, what really counts for powerfully memorable learning experiences? How do you take learning experiences kind of up the chain so that they're, they're in that space that, you know, great things happen. Uh, and then how do you foster and share successes at a school and, and how do you build upon those to, to make great things happen at the school? And then the third thing is uh, how do you build confidence? How do you build the, the confidence of, individual students and individual teachers people who can go in and to do things that they may not have thought they could uh and so uh you know taken together the idea is that all of this can make for an environment where you build certain kinds of discussion patterns and and uh you you can end up saying you know here are the things that that, that we say when, when we're describing our school here are the kinds of things that we can point to and we've learned to point to them because we've talked about those things as things that we can improve not simply that are there and are good but that we can take them and we can do cool things with them and and once people overcome you know get over a, you know a certain kind of to talk about uh, either things that don't go well or that do and teachers tend to be reluctant about both honestly mm -hmm. um you know you can end up in a space that is much more personally and professionally rewarding to being, uh, you know, the kind of environment where people are creating much better stuff for for student learning. So, so that's 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 my quick framework, I guess, or not that quick, but but a quick <laughs> for the book, and and hopefully it captures the, the ideas. Well, it's it, it is. I I I started reading about a week ago, and I am halfway through. And I can tell listeners I am excited to read the the next half. I mean, you touched on a couple of things that already have struck me. Just just the title. And and one of the earlier things in the book is what makes your school special, and as the principal of a school now, it's required me to reflect and kind of get that elevator talk ready. That that okay, I've got thirty seconds to tell somebody in an elevator. If, I mean, hey, and if he were to ask me or she were to ask me, why is your school special? Why is Alta Murrieta Elementary special? Because mm -hmm. I know it's special, but how am I going to articulate that? that to, to somebody else. And just those success surveys that you talked about, I was just reading that part last night, giving staff and teachers, everyone the opportunity to share what is going on, the positive things that are going on that perhaps a kindergarten teacher may not be aware of if it's happening on the other end of campus in a fifth grade classroom. So that's something I, I mean, I, I emailed myself as I was reading it last night on my Kindle, make sure to make this Google form to, to do this. So yeah, I would encourage uh, anyone who's listening, go go check out this book because, like I said, I'm halfway through it, and it it is good, good stuff. And my daughter rushed, and on a, on a personal note, my daughter 
is a writer. She's a sophomore in high school, and she loves to write. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to definitely share this conversation with her just regarding editing, because that may be something in her future that it's like um, even good writers like, like you that can make it even better. So anyway, as you were telling me, I was thinking about, about my daughter. So, um, so I contacted you and asked if you would be willing to come on. I, I basically put it out there and said, what do you, what do you want to talk about? I mean, what kind of stories would you like to share? And you said, you responded and said, how about connecting with students, connecting with ideas? And you said that you had a particular story in mind. So that one, if you would. Absolutely. And, 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 you know, when I, when I first listened to one of the teaching tales, um, podcasts, you know, I, I was like, ah, see, this is awesome. This, this is about stories. This, this is, and, and my frame for this is that there's all kinds of things that we as teachers know that we, that are good ideas. We should do these. It isn't until our heart actually pushes us to do them that we act on the ideas in our head as I see it. So, so, you know, when, when we think about sharing stories, I think we're actually talking about not, not merely this kind of like, Oh, this is who we are. I, I think we're really talking about the vehicles for making things happen that need to happen. Um, and so the story that came to mind when, when you, uh, uh, the, the podcast was a story that, that comes from the one year that I, I taught in middle school. So I taught one middle school class for an entire year. I, I I'm telling you, I didn't quit. I didn't give up. I, <laughs> Very, very different than high school and college, for sure. And uh, those were the neediest group of human beings I'd ever met in my entire life, right? <laughs> Which uh, a lot of middle school teachers say, ah, oh, yep, that's it. That's them. Um, so so uh, I taught video production. There was this kid in the video production class uh, who, who would come in the same way every day. Her name... Christina, right? And she would walk in with just this snarl, you know, like, ar, 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 you know, no, Christina, good morning. Ar, hope your day gets better. You know, this kind of thing. <laughs> and, you know, just, just every day. And so on one particular day, I, I, I was going to show them how to use Photo Story 3. So this is, you know, that, that, that great kind of Windows tool. I, re for I remember. I remember that piece of programming actually one of the best things microsoft's ever put out in my humble opinion um and so anyway so you know i was like okay so you can take pictures and you can make motion you know with them and you can narrate them this way and give it a shot go 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 in order to do this in order to show them how to use this program i needed some pictures to show right so i brought in pictures of of chiquita flaca and gordita those those are those are my cats right um and you know Cats are great, and my wife and I can be in a grocery store, and some child is, is having a complete hissy somewhere, and we look at each other, and we just say, but all good. Um, so <laughs> so oh, anyway, so so I have these pictures of the cats. I'm like, say, okay, you know, you know, you know, I'm explaining how to use photo story. I set them to work. Well, one kid gets out of her desk and starts walking over to me. It's Christina. And and as she's walking over, the snarl is totally gone. There's this look on her face of like, oh, you know, and, and I'm thinking, wow, a different, different kind of look for her. And she says, hey, Mr. Hurley. I said, yeah, Christina, what you got? Um, um, uh, we have cats, too. And I thought, wow. Hmm. And, and so I said, oh, yeah, really? And they're great, huh? And she said, yeah. I said, do you think you could make a little video about your cats using, you know, using this program? Said, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
do, do, do. She goes off and, and I'm thinking, wow, that, that was different. She walks into class the next day. Hey, Mr. Hurley. I'm like, oh my God. And <laughs> Where's so, the scowl? <laughs> I know, I know, you know, got, got, got used up the human quota, right? But the, but the lesson learned is one that I, I just don't think I'll ever forget. And that's the, what will connect you to a child. Mm. You never know what it is that will make a child look at you and go, oh, okay, I like this one, you know? And, and you, you just don't know. I mean, I, I didn't plan to, to like fix my, you know, my, uh, my snarling student, you know, with, with a story about cats. I just, I just self in this thing that I was showing them how to do. And somehow, you know, it, it was exactly what she needed to see some teacher but another person who loves cats mm. and so yeah so i mean great student all year but you know you just you never know and so when we think about connections be in that space of you know i i'm not simply responsible for getting content in front of people right I, i'm i'm there to make sure that the content inspires them to see the world in new ways and, and that and there, there's no formula for how to do that there's all kinds of possibilities for what we might try in the classroom but but what we want is for is for the the activities and experiences that we craft for the students to be those that look maybe in some small way maybe in just how they see you right or maybe in how they see themselves and and, and the future direction that they they follow from there you never know. Yeah. Well, yeah, as you were, well, gosh, what a great story. They're not going to remember. I mean, if you think about all the things that you taught your students that, that year in middle school or the other ones, are, are they going to remember everything in terms of the content? But they, but if you, if, if, if you talk to Christina today, she'd probably almost assuredly remember making us video about her cats. And that there was a connection with you that, oh, we have something in common. He's not just my teacher. We're both cat lovers. Yep. 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 The, the, uh, the, that, that simple question of, of what, what would one remember mm. is one that can frame how we think about what we do as teachers. Um, and, and, and we're still in that space if you don't always know, right? I mean, about 10 years ago or so, I was at an event for uh, – people who run innovative little nonprofits and people who support people who run innovative little nonprofits. And, and so I'm, I'm there and I'm, I'm talking to some folks and this guy comes up to me, Mr. Hurley. And, and I, and I fortunately was wearing a name tag that was useful and, you know, looked at it and I'm like, Hey, Sherman, how are you? You know, and as a student in the nineties, great, great young man. Right. Uh, now the thing about Sherman to know is that he, uh, he was one of the first employees of LinkedIn, uh, and uh, wow. and he has already retired. <laughs> so there you go, right? But 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 anyway, the point being, so he saw me. He said, so we get to talk, and you know, he's talking about you know taking Japanese from me when he was a high schooler, you know, in East Side San Jose when when I and loved that. Um, and uh, he uh, he said, hey hey, Mister, you remember those those videos we made in Japanese? I said, yeah, favorite part of high school. And, oh. and, and that surprised me, all right? Um, you know, I knew the students enjoyed the video projects. Um, you know, there's a number of things about them that, that were really powerful. You know, we would watch 
And so, so the audience changed from just me to everybody, which changes their thoughts about quality in powerful ways. Um, but but I, I don't know that I would have guessed anyone would stick the superlative on it, you know, that the favorite. And, mm-hmm. uh, and so, you know, we talked about that a bit. You know, it, it just happens to be that a lot of kids don't feel they have, have the outlet in school to be this, that, that, or the other thing, to, to work with other people, to put something together that everyone will see and enjoy. And and something about the videos, I mean, they, they were celebrating each other's work. First time that we did this and like watching the videos together. And after every one, you know, the kids were like, yay, that was great. That was cool. And I was, I remember sitting there thinking, how many, you know, I'm, I'm not telling them to do this. I'm not saying, Hey, you will now applaud for your peers. Right. You know, <laughs> um, instead, you know, they're just, it's just happening. You know, they're, they're just, they're just celebrating each other. And I thought, how many of these kids go home, home ever looks at the work they've done for school and says, that was great. That was cool. Mm. And so I thought, man, you know, this, this is important, you know? And, and so, so we have these moments as teachers where we see something happen and we have to stop and we go, I need to make sure that, that I'm learning from what's happening right now. Yeah. On right now that I, I'd better not forget because, because I, I don't want to stop. I want to make sure that this happens. Every, I ever teach, you know? So yeah. yeah. And I mean, we, we have those moments. No, that's, uh... Yeah, and just going back, it's not about content. I mean, it is about content. Obviously, we're we're tasked to 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 teach content, regardless of what whatever grade level it is. But I, I just go back. That's not what they're going to remember. And as a principal now, it's so much about that connecting with kids uh, every morning out in the kids are being dropped off, mm-hmm. opening the car doors as they, as they're coming in and, and greeting them with a, with a high five or, Hey, good morning. Happy Friday. All all those types of uh, connections. One of the things that I have found as a teacher, but, but now, especially as an administrator is the power of connecting by speaking somebody's name. Mm, I don't know if you've ever had that. I mean, when somebody speaks my name, it's powerful. I mean, when, when, when you hear, your name, whether it's at a conference or something like that, when someone says, Hey Brent, it's like, Whoa, <laughs> he knows who I am or she knows, or she remembers me or something like that. A couple quick mini stories that relate to each other. A few years ago, I was coming out of a parking lot. I'd gone to Sam's club and I'm sitting in my car at a red light, just looking forward, waiting for the light to turn and turn it out of my peripheral vision to my left. I, I, I see movement and I look into the car to my left is one of my former students and she's in the back seat of the car and the window is like halfway down and she's got the biggest smile on her face and she's going, Mr. Cooley, Mr. Cooley. She's waving <laughs> and I turn the radio off and I roll my window down and I said, Hey, Chelsea, how you doing? And the smile vanished from her face. <sighs> I'm Amber and it was like oh no and as Murphy's Law would have it she was in a turn lane I was in a straight lane so her light turns green so she starts pulling away and her mom her head is thrown back in laughter and I'm going no 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 as she's just kind of driving away with a look of oh my gosh he didn't remember me he said my name wrong the crazy thing is I totally knew it was Amber 
friend. I remembered her parents' names. I, I, somehow Chelsea just came out. It was like, oh my gosh. But it, then fast. Yeah, yeah. I was just gonna say, you know, like um, we're caught off guard. And, mm-hmm. You know, one of those, those those decontextualized moments where it's just like you're trying to put a bunch of information together quickly. And yeah, yeah, and and you have to be kind of in that space where you remember to say, "Wow, man, it's cool to see you." Yeah, where have you been? <laughs> it was one of those where I was because I remembered so much. Parents' names, best friend, the best friend's name came out, but but right. then fast forward. A couple years later, I was an assistant principal at a middle school, and one of my responsibilities each day, I was at the front gate. For coming through the gate, I would be greeting kids. I would also be checking for dress code and things like that. And I would be greeting kids like, hey, guys, how you doing today? Happy Wednesday morning. And one group of kids came through, and I remember I said like, hey, morning, ladies, morning, gentlemen. Hey, Christian, good morning, bud. Have a great day. And as Christian walked by me, he mumbled something. And as an assistant principal at a middle school, as you taught that year at a middle school, when kids mumble things, you tend to get a little suspicious as to what they're mumbling. Uh, and I just said, hey. And it, it wasn't like him to say anything bad. So I just said, hey, Christian, what was that? And he stopped. He looked me right in the eye and he said, I'm special. And I, I but kind of like, what, what prompted you to say that? And he said, because you said, good morning, ladies, good morning, gentlemen, good morning, Christian. Wow. I'm special. And that has so stuck in my mind, especially in my role now, to whenever I can. Now, I've got 860 kids at my school, and <laughs> some of them are coming and going, and it's hard to remember everyone's name, but whenever I can to speak child's name that student's name and I'll have little kindergartners and first graders that I'll say like hey good morning good morning Samantha and and she'll say to her friend he knows me he said my name I mean there is something about hearing hearing your name so it's like I, I don't know I mean if you've ever had any experiences like that or or at conferences I mean just just hearing your name Rushton well, is absolutely. yeah 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 I like like for one I, I should say this, right? I'm actually finishing up a second book. Uh, it's called Ooh. "Making You're Teaching Something Special. And the very first, it, it's, it's advice. It's just lots and lots of pieces of advice. Each chapter is one piece of advice. The very first one, memorize all their names quickly, right? And, and, mm. I, and I go into the how and why and blah, blah, blah of it. But, but it essentially comes down to everything you just said, right? Saying, saying someone's name means something. Mm-hmm. And... And there's that point of connection that comes from being willing to engage, right? So like, like the saying of the name is like the first step in an engagement. Um, you know, how, how, do you, how do you know that anyone actually cares whether you live or die? Well, they stop and ask you how you're doing, right? They, they notice things. My first year out of college, I was on a program called JET, Japan Exchange Teaching. And I was, I was a, an assistant language teacher teaching English alongside Japanese teachers of English in high schools and junior highs in this one particular part of Japan. And, uh, and as a part of what I did at, at the school where I was based, I helped uh, with the, the English language club, which makes sense. You know, you, you get the English, <laughs> native English speaker to yeah. involve it. And uh, there, there was this one kid in, in, the, uh, in the club who was 
he was he was kind of how to put it nerdy kid tolerated by everybody right tried hard too hard a lot of the time um and you know just bless his heart you know that's just who he was um but in a in a club in, in a japanese sense in a club you know you look out for each other so there, there's a certain amount of that right so you, you know like being in a club even if you have a lot of trouble connecting with others for whatever reason you know they're there are going to be some connections. It's a healthy piece of how the Japanese system works. Anyway, so one of the things I remember about him is that he had like one of his two front teeth was was kind of all was screwed up, right? Like like there was a chunk out of it. I mean, you know, I I don't I don't know what happened, but it just it was screwed up. And and then about two thirds of the way through the school year, um, I see him after I'd been gone, you know, visiting some other schools, you know, you know, several days, and I see him on campus. I said, hey, man, how you doing? You know, oh, I'm doing well. I was like, hey, your tooth, man. Like, did you get that fixed? That's, that's pretty cool. And he stopped. And, and, and there was this pause. And he said, I, 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 it was fixed two weeks ago, and you're the first one to say anything. Oh, wow. You know, mm. just... Yeah, no, that's, oh, so, so what did it mean for you to actually say, I mean, yeah, it took two weeks for somebody to do it, but the fact that you were that person. Right. And, man, and, and I'm outside say, of a structure. Say something. I get that, right? The, the, um, you know, the thing for all of us is that it, it takes so little. It takes so little for us to say, you know, to just notice something, say something, pass along a little compliment, Hey, I'm glad you're here. It takes so little. But it may, but, but the yep. benefits, but, but it, it can fill somebody's bucket for a month. Yep. 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 Exactly. Exactly. Wow. <sighs> well, Rustin, uh, thank you. Thank you so much. That What a, boy, I can't wait for, I can't wait to get this one online and have people, <laughs> people, uh, Listen to this conversation because you have got some. This was a, a great talk. Hey, will you do me a favor? Of course. Say something in Japanese. Uh, <laughs> I, I can. I can certainly do so. Like Nihongo hanase hanase nai desho, which is. Do you speak Japanese? I'm guessing you don't, given the look on your face, right? This kind of. But um, but, but you know, I mean, that part of the fun of something like Japanese is that that everybody's impressed they don't know that it's actually not that difficult a language they just believe it is and you know don't don't go telling people because they won't be impressed when they know that i speak but still <laughs> but um you know we used you know we used to have at at, uh, at the school where I, I taught in the 90s the japanese language cheering section for the homecoming game and <laughs> and we'd have these banners that that read things like you can't read this right <laughs> that would be the banner <laughs> Um, and, uh, and, and we, we had so much fun with it, but you know, it com comes back again, right? What, what are the experiences that our students have? Like, mm. how do we craft experiences for them? H how do they remember what, what they do? You know, when we talk about something like connections and content, you know, they don't have to be that separate, right? You know, Hey, what's the coolest thing you've learned in the last week? Hey, good to see you, man. I, you know, I, I, I loved what you were saying yesterday and the kids are like, what did I say yesterday? Right. <laughs> yeah. All yeah. of those moments. So, so yeah, yeah. I, I love that that you're making stories a vehicle for people to to really begin sharing ideas for great schools. Oh, thank you. I'm I'm like you, uh, in church and hearing 
<laughs> every time, every time pastor says, let me tell you a story, I lean forward. That's yeah. we remember stories. So hopefully people are getting, getting something out of the podcast. So Rushton, thank you again. Totally appreciate the time. The name of your book, making your school something special, correct? Yeah, that's it. All right. So listeners go ahead and pick that one up. Um, and thank you for listening, everybody. Totally appreciate it. Remember, you can find us at uh, my website, brentcoley.com, on the podcast page. Or you can subscribe in iTunes or Google Play. If you like what you hear, give us a review. We would appreciate it. I want to thank everyone who has given us some, some great feedback. Some of my, my teachers, Donnie, Natalie, Lori, thank you so much for listening for the kind words. Um, in a, a future episode, let me know because you know where I work. You know where my office is. So, all right, everyone. Thanks again for listening. Rushton, thank you once again for taking time out of your busy schedule. And we will see everyone, or not see you, we will listen to you next time. <laughs>